This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Melro 210, a We Hate Movies sideshow. Quarant- yeah! It's a quarantine <laughs> sideshow where we're rowdy about shit. No, no. it's a quarantine sideshow wherein we uh, look at an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 on Monday, an episode of Melrose Place on Thursday. Uh, we kind of have fun with them. And it's just a fun little trifle of entertainment, which we all might need these days. Speaking of, uh, I want to just quickly point out, if you've ever wanted to use our merch store but didn't want to give us money, which is a complaint I always hear. It's like, I don't want to yeah. give I, I, I like the shirts. I just don't want to give those fuckers any money. Which don't I don't want to line those pigs' pockets. The and amount I, of emails we get like that. Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brutal. It's uh, nuts. Uh, we... Uh, from now until the end of the year, we are going to be donating. We're going to be donating any and all proceeds from our uh, T Public merch store uh, to Act Blue. Uh, they have a cool split where you can do uh, a bunch of different charities at once. So these are all orgs that are fighting uh, against racism and pr- police brutality. You know, stuff like Black Lives Matter, uh, Campaign Zero, Unicorn Riot, and the Advancement Project, and a ton more. So it's all going to go there uh, going forward throughout the rest of the year. Just, you know, just just, just let you know. So if you want to check that out, we do have a lot of fun t-shirts there. And, uh, you know, from some show references, just our logo, which people like by the great Philippe Sobrero. The monkey brains pizza. Monkey, thank you. Pizza. Or monkey meat. I don't know if it's monkey brain specifically. <laughs> no, it's uh. monkey pizza. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of fun t-shirt ideas you can get you can get masks i think now even like this a you lot can of- get masks I, I, the thing i do appreciate about the mask by the way i thought it was a little gauche at first but t public is donating uh, a large portion of every mask sale uh to covid relief oh cool uh yeah so it, it's not uh not as, as gauche. it's not as gauche as i initially thought it was yeah that's good yeah but i mean like all sorts of different there's like baby onesies and crazy shit too so you could what a ton of uh cool ways to a support the show by like putting our logos out there, but be more importantly, supporting these awesome charities. So go to whmpodcast.com and click that merch uh, merch button. And also we're going to have a call out to this Act Blue link on our website as well. So if you want to just go directly there and skip the whole merch point and just give them cash, you should. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. I should introduce my good friends, which I should have done way before all this. Sure. Uh, these, these disembodied voices you're hearing. My name is Steven Sadek. Uh, uh, I am joined, as always, with Chris Cabin. Ahoy, hoy. Uh, Andrew Jupin. Yo! And Eric Siska is on assignment, uh, but he'll be back on Thursday, I promise. I promise. Uh, so, yeah, we are talking about, but we're talking about Beverly Hills 90210 here. We want to remain indoors and put on our sunscreen, don't we, or not? 
I know uh, I do. So this episode is called BYOB. Uh, <laughs> original air date January the tenth, nineteen ninety one. And yeah, BYOB. You know what? No one ever B. No, no one bees any B, and no one drinks any B in this episode. Well, I think it's so it's a play on stuff, right? Okay. I think it's bring your own brand in. Oh, or, I see. Or oh. bring your own Brenda. Oh, re- I thought it was beat your own Brendan, and I was really, really happy because <laughs> I thought he was going to get his ass kicked. Yeah, you would love sitting around beating your little Brandon, wouldn't you, Kevin? <laughs> my little Brandon, absolutely. <laughs> oh, please, let's not call them little Brandons. <laughs> what, really... Eric? Steve, <laughs> you don't want to talk about your little Brandon? No, I do oh, not want to talk man. about my little Brandon. Uh, uh, yeah, I... I um. I like this episode. I will say off the bat because it's another on-point messaging for Melrose or from nine hundred two one zero. Yes, actually, yeah, this this is a very special episode, uh, obviously, but it's actually it does it really well and it kind of folds in a nice message, especially for kids who are out there maybe thinking about drinking and driving. Probably shouldn't do that kind of a thing, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, yeah, so this episode is, uh, and again, it's 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 a very like. The whole cast is here. Everyone's got little somethings to do kind of a thing. It was so well balanced in this episode that it felt weird. (laughs) Right? I was like, oh, wow, wait a second. Everyone's got something to do. And it's not just like, you know, Scott walking by and like farting in the hallway. (laughs) Although, I mean, he is the closest to just walking by and farting in the hallway. But he's not doing much. But he is like the most sensible one, though. Like he's trying to tell David, like, dude, hold it back. Just a little yes. bit. Yeah. And then he's like, no, fuck it. I'm going to d- declare my love over the radio for you. <laughs> oh, that's a douche chill moment that closes out this episode. I uh, loved it. And there is no real, I mean, it's just all, I mean, there is a B plot, but the, it kind of intercuts the, uh, the, the main plot is the kids get into the drinking and the B plot is Jim and Cindy are almost, uh, 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 almost have a, have a four way with uh, some people on a, on a in a resort in Palm Springs. Which I gotta tell you, man, talk about an area or a storyline that needed a few more minutes of my time. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of want a, a bit more of that. Do the fool about Schmidt. Come on, <laughs> oh my God. get to it. I just mean like if this wound up being. You know, if you could carry this into a two-part episode so that you see more of what they're doing at this resort and all of that shit, all you would need to do for the A-plot, for the kids' side of things, is just extend the party scene a little bit. Yes, totally. And it's like drunken shenanigans. Uh, Steve Sanders is being a fucking almost date rapist. A villain, I would say. Oh, of course. He's the the villain of the fucking show. Nemesis. You know, maybe as the show goes on, that changes. But for right now, that yes. fucking curly-haired son of a bitch is a villain. He is a total villain this episode, and we got to talk. It's so sticky and weird. Whatever happens between him and Kelly, like, and I don't know. Do what you the mean show- that like literally or figuratively? <laughs> no, yeah. figuratively, actually. <laughs> oh, for once, yes. Like, just ha- either ha- hang a hat on what happened. You know what I mean? Because it's kind of weird. This sort of uh- so anyway, whatever. We start with uh, it's. It's the gang. We're hanging out in high school uh, at West Beverly High. And is it, does Donna have the first line of this episode? Is like, party line. No, yep. It, she, I thought she did, doesn't she? Aren't they talking about the cars are yes. thing before Oh, that's that? right. It's first, it's Brenda and Kelly are walking and they're like, oh, why? Why do guys love cars so much? And it's like, well, it's like they're fucking dick, dude. It's a it's oh. little bad. Look, look, guys, everybody else is saying it. We have to say it, too, okay? It's the 1990s. Literally every piece of media has to say something about cars and dicks, so we're going to do it, too, okay? we got to get it over with. Get it over with. Did anybody notice at the start of this, because we're in the land of fucking fake music here, the start, we, whoever this 
person is who's uh, responsible for taking out the music tracks and dumping in garbage fake mm-hmm. music uh, has been on a real fucking guitar lick kick. Yeah. Past few episodes. S- the start of this, I just have to say, sounds like they're they're like coming really close to ripping off Motley Crue's Hot for Teacher. <laughs> yes. What? Like big time. One of these songs in the party... I swear I heard a Limp Biscuit. No way. There's no way. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm telling you, I heard it. Well, here's the deal, Kevin. You, here's what I've been doing. When these fake songs come on, if it's an extended period of time that the song can play without other uh, uh, diegetic noise happening over it, I will Shazam the song on the television to see if it's a real song. And Shazam's the best way to confirm when this is fake music because you can have it be like as produced as you want sounding if it's not like a real song from an artist on, that has a CD like it's not fucking coming up on Shazam I, I mean I'm pr- it, it could very easily have been Rimp Disket but like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a lot like Fred Durst was doing the vocals Rimp Disket <laughs> uh, Fred we're going to have to take that again you said the name of your band wrong Okay oh, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> There it is. He's a genius. I do think I will give this guy credit, whoever the guy is swapping out the music, because the dan- a lot of stuff at the party, at least for the first time in, in this show's fake history, sounds like 90s music. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. It sounds like 90s R&B that you'd be bopping to kind of a thing. Absolutely. It, you know, a.k.a background music and cool as ice or something like that. But what if Donna was having a party? You know, it's high time Donna uh, entertains some of her friends from school. <laughs> Something I was thinking about, fellas, you know, just spitballing here. Maybe what happens if Donna had less clothes? <laughs> what happens if my daughter had less clothes on television? Don't you think the boys would love it? <laughs> I kind of feel like what would happen back in the day, at least in this first season, Aaron Spelling would get the script and he'd have like an orange pencil, an orange mint these are going to be Donna lines. Oh, sorry. It's not going to be a party at Kelly's house. They're going to Donna's. <laughs> oh, man. I bet you're right. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Old man Spelling just gave me his new notes. I have to make all of Dylan's fucking lines Donna's lines now. <laughs> well, I already gave you a head start. Both of their names start with D, motherfucker. Get to it. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> there is a fucking abhorrently disgusting line in this scene, I couldn't even believe it. Mm. So they're they're you know they're talking about they're gonna have this party at Donna's house or whatever, and uh, Kelly's like, "Oh, Brenda, you should bring Dylan." Oh yeah, oh Dylan, come to the party. Yeah, blah blah blah. And somewhere in there, Kelly Taylor just goes, "Just make sure you change the sheets in the guest house." <laughs> yeah, and I was dude. like, "Oh man, <laughs> he's gonna be slinging webs, dude." He's going to take out and show her his little Brandon. But what? But the craziest part, though, is I was like, little wait a B. minute. Are you changing the sheets before that's or a, after? That's a great question. Yeah. Well, you don't want mom musk on your fucking sheets when you're having sex with your high school boyfriend, do you? That's true. Yeah, you probably don't yeah. want to smell like Donna's mom. And take those sheets with you when you leave. That, those, definitely. After that, you know, hot three minutes of action. But she does say later on that it was like 15 minutes of fun, lifetime of regret or something like that. Oh, dude, that's, but that, that's what, uh, that's what. sorry, Kelly says about fucking Steve Sanders at Donna's party. Oh, Jesus. So um, everyone's going to this party or th- th- they want to go to this party, but she's like, I don't know. I'm going to have to get my brother to drive me. I, I also love uh, Dylan doesn't want to go to the party because he's too fucking cool. He's just like, 
I don't really do parties, Bram. I'm better one-on-one. And I was like, God damn it, this guy is awesome. And it also (laughs) introduces this element that happens that's throughout this, uh, at least the early part of the series when Dylan is this kind of a character. Like, I'm actually, uh, can't do it this weekend, Bram, going surfing in Baja. And he always does this shit where it's like, going to Baja. And I'm like, what? What is this fucking Brokeback Mountain fishing trip you're going on? Oh, really? So he uses this excuse a lot? Nobody's allowed to go with him. He just goes to Baja. That's all I'm saying. Now, I'm curious because, um, you know, as we learn at the end of this episode, spoiler alert, uh, Dylan also doesn't like parties because Dylan's an alcoholic. And Dylan is going to a high school AA meeting, I guess. We'll get to that when we get to that. This is a very weird thing. Yes, yes, it is. It's also weird because last week they... It, this wasn't his character you know what i mean like literally yeah. last week he's dr- i mean he's drinking and i mean like maybe he was you know breaking sobriety which you know that that obviously can happen but it's never referenced there you know what i mean it just seems like he's a guy that drinks or a oh. teenager that drinks oh i can explain that what happened is was we gave donna's lines to dylan in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> donna and was drinking she is now- a drinker I'm not I'm not going to knock them for that because you don't start a television show knowing every facet of your characters that you're developing like it oh, just sure. it doesn't happen. Uh, you know, but my my point I was trying to make was maybe it's a thing where he's saying that to her cuz he really just doesn't oh, want to be around booze. Oh, gotcha. So anytime he's oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Baja cuz like he's kind of down at first cuz she's like talking about just hanging out and he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, that sounds great." Yeah. And then she's like Donna's having a party, and he's like, ah, maybe I'm going to Baja. <laughs> it's only when he thinks he's going to Pound Town that he really, really yeah. thinks that it's a fun idea. Maybe I would love if they cut, like, it's Donna's party, and then she's, like, uh, Brenda says some line, like, you know, I just wish Dylan was here, but, you know, I hope he's enjoying his surfing trip to Baja. And you just cut to the hotel, and it's fucking Luke Perry just playing Sega Genesis. <laughs> he's throwing, like, cards into a hat. <laughs> No, but I think I think the move is when we have to chart this as we go through this entire series, which we certainly will, uh, is um, every time – I think it's every time they're hanging out with Donna, he's like, ooh, got to go to Baja. It's like, hey, we're going to go to this party. Sounds cool. Who's going to be there? Kelly, Steve, cool, cool. David Silver, yeah, Scott, okay. Donna, ooh, I got to go to Baja, babe. Oh, man, I <laughs> yes, let let us keep this up. How much? <laughs> how much is Dylan trying to avoid Donna on this show? I have to know now. Uh, so, I mean, they wind up, uh, Brenda needs Brandon to drive her, and I don't even know what Brandon's deal is supposed to be in this episode. Like, you, you, you just said it, Chris, like, throwing cards into a hat. He's just... It's Friday night, he's a high school kid, and he's just throwing a basketball around in his bed. And she's like, oh, let's go to this cool party where our friends are going to be. He's like, nah, Bren, can't make it happen. I'm like, why? What else are you doing tonight? Well, you also don't really understand entirely what his deal with alcohol is. Yes. Because like, he's very adamant when they get to this party about like, no, Steve, I'm the DD, I'm not drinking, blah, blah, blah. And the end of the episode... Cindy makes some reference about, like, well, Brandon, you've always hated drinking ever since the whatever the fuck at Lake whatever. Yes. And yeah. I'm like, so what was that whole thing <laughs> oh, about? It was a real white wine spritzer, spritzer, <laughs> spritzer thing, whatever that, like, that, it was some lame thing, and he yeah. got way overworked about it. I, yes. I I could just smell it on him. So you're, th- you're saying you think it's a thing where, like, Jim or Cindy was wasted and he was uncomfortable with it versus, like, 
he like snuck some wine coolers he, at yeah. the lake and got fucked up? I think he had a sip of a white wine spritzer and then did something stupid that everybody else forgets. Well, they, she says even, oh, every time, ever since you threw up at like whatever. So, oh. right. Yeah, he the, got puking is mentioned. Yes. Okay. So then uh, he maybe drank a whole white wine spritzer. <laughs> so, uh, and she's like, come on, Brandon, I'll be your best friend, blah, 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 blah. And the grossest, again, it's her in his bed. And she starts like kissing his cheek like a thousand times. And it's like, why? What? Why? Well, because you know what, man? Like they're twins and she's just kissing her cheek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I, I see my sisters now and I give them like a kiss hello, kiss goodbye. That's kind of where we're at. You sure. know what I mean? In, in high school, we were not kissing cousin, twin, sister, whatever. No. I mean, last episode, I wasn't on it, but I did watch most of it by accident and <laughs> nearly gave myself a heart attack. But you saw Brenda just, again, waltzing in mid-shower, mind you, mm-hmm. to what she thought was Brandon. Right. And it's Dylan. Yeah. Oh, right. She, when, when she was looking at Dylan's little Brandon. And, yeah, she saw his little B. <laughs> like, little B, little B. <laughs> Oh man! Meanwhile, Jim Jim Walsh is polishing his little be- his little Brandon, dude. Because let- he's ready to <laughs> he's planning on having sex next weekend. Which Absolutely, I love. dude. I gotta tell you right now, you can you can kind of it's fun with television shows when you can pinpoint things that characters are doing off screen, but you definitely know that they did them because you know the character. I'm telling you right now, the second it was like. Oh, Jim, yeah, we're having the big fucking annual accountants conference in, uh, uh, where are they? Um, Palm Springs. Yeah, Palm Springs at that big resort we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bring the missus. It'll be great. It's a four-day thing. He immediately fucking shaved his balls. (laughs) He fucking trimmed up down there. Dude, there was some serious housekeeping afoot. I gotta Uh, say, looking at this guy's chest, shaving those balls must take an hour and a half. Absolutely, dude. It looks like a fucking dead dog down there afterwards. (laughs) Yes. Just that fucking pile of fluff on the towel. uh, Cindy, could you bring the weed whacker in? It's time. (laughs) You know what it is? You know what it is? You remember? It it was, I think it was the pilot. They they used it for, uh, I believe, the intro of the show later on or something. But the pilot of the show, Malcolm in the Middle had the gag where Jane Kaczmarek is shaving Brian Cranston in the kitchen yes. and it's all falling onto the newspaper. Like, that's what's going on in the Walsh house. It's like, well, Cindy, I'm trimming my balls again. And, and Pile Malcolm, of hair. Malcolm in the middle, it was a little sexual too because Brian Cranston's doing a little dance while he's do- getting shaved. I'm like, Well, I think what that is, because he's in the middle of the kitchen, dude, in that scene. I feel like he's trying to distract himself from getting an erection in front of his children. <laughs> that makes a good deal of sense. So- I also <laughs> think that for sure Jim Walt. Uh, Jim Walsh is buying a fedora. <laughs> it's the right age for it. He's yeah. going through some stuff. Glenn yep. is just a couple weeks past. Yeah, he still is having an occasional dream about Glenn here and there, waking up with his fists clenched. Uh, so they're excited. He's like, oh, you know, there's just something about being in a hotel and blah, blah, blah. And it just, and he, he goes, it really turns me on. But you know what? He's, it's kind of great because what he specifies turns him on in this instance is staying in a hotel room where they put chocolate mints on your pillow and there's do not disturb signs. So I was like, okay, Jim, you can apparently get horny at the Four Seasons or at a fucking days in. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I just had this image of him like starting to beat off to that (laughs) the TV channel where they describe all the services you get. (laughs) 
Oh, we'll have new towels. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, Cindy, leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, those channels always come with the most sensual of elevator music it's very songs. true, yes. It's like a sauna. <laughs> So uh, they're really excited. They're going to go ne- next weekend. They're, they're going to go. So tonight we go. Uh, Brandon takes Brenda to this party. Um, Question and- about Donna's house right here. Donna. <laughs> uh, does Donna live in an old castle? <laughs> I don't know. What is this fucking Count Duckula house she lives in? It's <laughs> a great question. I think it's the same house from Valentine that had the moat. Oh, are you kidding? I, I mean, maybe, but oh, like that's that's the kind of feeling it definitely gave it, me. You're right, though. It looks like it's a fucking house from a horror movie. <laughs> oh, hold, hold on, everybody. I just got to draw up the bridge. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. I, will, I will tell you, one person who I wish said I'll be right back in this episode is fucking Steve Sanders. Absolutely, dude. We get there. And I mean, it is interesting because we, we've we never seen them at it. Well, no, in the first episode, they're at that party. They probably was drinking there, but it's just interesting to watch all of these kids drinking. You know what I mean? Like, Kelly's right. got booze, Steve's got booze, Donna's got booze. I, f- I feel like it was, in the pilot, like, less um, glorified than it is. Like, yes. I, don't, I don't think in the pilot they were all necessarily holding, like, red Solo cups, but it was more just, like, anonymous drinking yes. in that way. As far as, like, what they were drinking and shit, too. Like, in this, you know, S- Steve is very much like, I'm making margaritas, specifically mango margaritas. Fuck you, Steve Sanders. <laughs> You fucking blonde, bemulleted weirdo. Is it, that's a mix, I assume. I, yeah, are I, I, mango I, mixes like a, a, a fad at the time? Uh, I mean, there's always been like you know multiple flavors for margaritas and hmm. stuff. You don't really see. I mean, there's a huge bottle of what you know looks like fucking Cointreau or something like that. You know that that was the only like liquor bottle that you see him using, and then everything else is like. He's just got the blender going, and it's orange. But then there's also, like, lime margaritas floating around some people have. I kind of want to see Steve Sanders, uh, you know, in his fucking weird spaceship house. And, you know, he's making a margarita, and then there's there's a couple of hippies outside of his house. (laughs) Get that shitbox off my street! He would be that fucking rich L.A. person to fucking yell at somebody at the end of a cul-de-sac. Absolutely. Uh, So, whatever, um... Brandon's like, hey man, no margarita for me. I don't drink, and like that's totally cool. You know what I mean? Like, and that's it, where it ends. And if you're, I mean, if you're not a monster, that's where it ends. Like, you know, I started drinking when I was like 17, but like I went to a lot of parties where I didn't drink. I'm gonna smoke a pot, but like, you know what I mean? I would. Yeah. People would offer me beer, and I'd be like, no, nah, man, I'm cool. You know? Right. And I, I mean, Cabin and I, I think both were fortunate enough that we ran in such a circle where if you were at a party and it was like. Nah, I don't want any. There wasn't what happens to Brandon here. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm not saying like peer pressure isn't real. Like, it oh, was for sure, yeah. is. We just lucked out in the sense that it was like either like nah, I'm driving, or like nah, I don't want any, and that was the fucking end of the discussion. We never had a fucking Steve Sanders making fun of us but, kind of a thing. Yeah, the, and the guys who did do it were a little bit more clever about it. <laughs> like they were trying to make a joke out of it and like trying to play around with you a bit, but like Steve Sanders like, holy fuck, you don't drink that pussy. <laughs> and there's this other guy hanging out with Donna. Uh, we got to talk about this guy. What uh, the fuck? I'm Paul ki- Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh, God. Ben Shapiro, ben Shapiro with the Bane serum. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that little turd not behind that fake desk of his. Mm. Oh, no, I mean, he's like three and a half feet tall. Yeah, he's not. Is big. he really? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a mouse. Short, God, a it, mouse. Just, it just makes it 
all make even more sense. Uh, yeah, this guy is uh, credited as Drew, by the way. Um, he's just hanging out with Donna. Like, like it seems like they're flirting, but he's also like a buddy of Steve's, I guess. I don't know what's going on. I thought, here's the thing. I had not seen this episode, obviously. Um, I didn't. The funny thing is, if you read the plot summary in IMDb, the first thing it mentions is all the swinging. So yeah. that's where I stopped, uh, just as far as the the, the Jim and Cindy storyline. So it doesn't mention any of this. So when I see where the wind is blowing, as far as like Steve Sanders, uh, you know, pushing Brandon to drink and everything, I was like, oh, here's this other guy that they are kind of making a temporary character. Yes. And this motherfucker is going to get killed in a drunk driving accident. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that. that's where I, I was like, here's this expendable, glorified extra who, like, yeah, sure, you get to hang next to Donna in this episode. Like, isn't that fun? You get to stand next to Donna before we run you into a fucking truck. You know? And I, I thought that dude was, because, like, he is given so much exposure in this episode. At least in this part. I don't think he's in the, no, he's, yeah, that's right, he's in the, he's in the car at the end there, too, actually. Because he, he goes, yeah, he, he goes to both parties. Yes. Uh, and and he's just like, oh man, that Walsh is a real. He calls him a. It's not. A, I have to. I have to. I wrote it down because it was so bizarre to me. A buzz. Wait, wait, wait. Now hang on. Okay. Before you finish it, just let's let's clarify. None of us know what this expression means, and if it's a slur, we apologize. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's. I think it's. He's he's such a. It's a. Oh fuck! I, I thought I wrote it down. It was like a bu- Oh, buzz crusher. Oh, what? buzz crusher. Okay. I mean, you, yeah, you, it, it, it uh, kill my vibe. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but it's it's a buzz. I I have always heard that as Buzz Kill, Buzz Crusher. Yeah, totally. It's like, did Larry Cohen fucking license Buzz Kill also? <laughs> That's right. I got another one, baby. Pay oh, up, motherfucker. Oh no, Beverly's uncle Buzz is here. Buzz Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would hope at least. Then in the 24th century, calling someone Buzz was outlawed. I I think Steve Sanders needs this guy around because yeah. whenever he talks about how, like, you know, George Wallace got a raw deal, <laughs> everybody else turns around and walks away. Yes. Everyone, everyone else, 12 angry men, Steve, on a regular basis. Uh, but so, yeah, it's this guy's like, oh, he's a real buzz crusher, man. That sucks. He's like. No, don't worry about it. Hey, Brandon, I'll make you a virgin margarita. And he spikes it like a fucking dickhead. If uh, Here's the thing. If any of you guys ever did this to me, we're no longer friends. Absolutely. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's totally shitty. Like, you don't do this to people. Also, like, I, I know enough about Steve Sanders, at least season one Steve Sanders. It's a real, if I drop my drink on the, if I put my drink down, I'm not picking it back up. Also, yep. I'm not taking anything that man prepared for me one way or another unless i'm watching his fucking busy little fingers make that entire cocktail i I don't even know even with that i mean he's hit monster bingo already (laughs) this is one stamp too many like i I didn't need this one he so he goes up to brandon and even brandon even even brandon's like hey man uh that's a virgin one right he's like yeah sure don't worry about it like he has to like that's even one more step too farther. So he starts drinking it. The way I'm sorry though, the way that he says it, and oh fuck, it was because he says like he's trying to confirm that it's a virgin. Oh, here's what it is. He gives him one. It's spiked, right? Yeah. When he gives him the second one, Steve he says to him like, "Oh, uh, hey Steve, this is from the virgin pitcher, right?" And all that Steve responds with is. 
It's the same as the last one I gave you. <laughs> yeah. And well, that that reaction that he gives right there, and then other guy is kind of like the salacious crumb, like, <laughs> <laughs> like if that happened, like in an exchange with me, I'd be like, oh, so you spiked the last one and you spiked this one? Okay, got it. You're a fucking scumbag. Brandon, relax. I just slipped you a Mickey. Come on. Uh, it's like Mickey Mouse, right, Brandon? He's not a bad guy. Come on and drive drunk. <laughs> so he does. He does actually call Steve out. He's like, wait, what the hell does that mean? And he's like, you spiked my drink, right? And he's like, yeah, come on, relax, Brandon. It's a party. It was just a stupid joke. And he, he gets into, like, sensitive Steve here. He's like, I'm really sorry, Brandon. He's like, fuck off. That's how you know this dude is a fucking sociopath. Exactly. Man. The way he turns that shit on and off like that, <laughs> exactly. it's bone chilling. Uh, and everyone is, like, staring at Brandon, and he's like, Oh, you know, all right, fine. I'm having margaritas. It's pretty good. And he drinks it. You know, so now he's just drinking at a party, which happens. Uh, yeah. He also starts dancing with, and I'll steal a peep show joke here, with I can only describe this woman dressed as a millionaire mad woman. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> this lady. Oh my God. A fucking yes. a, a David Lynch person. <laughs> I don't understand. She's at a high school party wearing fucking uh, shoulder length gloves. It's, I mean, I don't know what this, like, actual outfit is. It's kind of like in, remember the Missy Elliott video when she had the air in the suit? It was, like, all puffed up. <laughs> yes. Like, she's kind of wearing, like, a like a, a like an off-white, like, bluish kind of version of that. It's just bizarre. I don't know what's going on. And she's never heard from again. You don't even, like, you don't hear Brandon talking to her at all. No, did, yeah. Did everybody hear her name, though? Oh no! This Harry Potter ass name. <laughs> oh yes, you're. Oh, what was it, Kevin? You're totally right. Fina Ferris. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Arts. Totally, dude. She's fucking Luna Lovegood's aunt. <laughs> so uh, this character comes to nothing, but it's just I, I couldn't get over these gloves at this party. With we all the dancing, by the way, I'm sorry, but with the all the dancing, I gotta call this dumb shit out. I'm fucking dumb, detailed, dude. So I gotta cut in when I can. There's like there's other dancing going on at the party right around here, including Dana dancing with other guy. Yes. And then I don't know if there was like some communication with the background actors or what, but like it's it's Tori Spelling and then this dude like doing some shitty dancing in the middle of the frame. This crazy bemulleted extra walks like right in front of the camera and I'm like dude were you supposed to be there <laughs> yes I remember it, it stops everything dead like it does oh thank you I thought it was crazy like cut <laughs> get that fucking guy out of my shot yeah whoever you are dude like what are you doing there look okay my cousin Eli had to come in alright he wanted a spot he loves the show come on guys what if Eli walked in front of the camera <laughs> No, he, he, ins he insists on keeping the bullet. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know, Luke Perry. I think I personally think Eli is sexier than Luke Perry, personally. I can see it now. Eli Spelling on marquees around Broadway. Um, meanwhile, uh, this is the thing we're talking about. So, like, I think Brandon and Brenda are having a good time. And, you know, he's, he's like, hey, you know what? This drink's pretty good. I'm having a good time. Uh, and like Steve and Kelly are like dancing a little bit. It's like, I thought they broke up, but she's like, and Brenda says something like, oh, you know, they are and they aren't. And then they wind up going up to the bedroom. Yep. And like, she is shown to be pretty drunk. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, she's like kind of falling a little bit, but it never, get, it, it's never presented as date rape. It's presented as a thing that like she did that she regrets. It's just kind of weird. It is. It's very weird. And they like, it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. They cover themselves by making him also drunk and yes. by 
1991 television standards, like that was fine. Yeah, in the clear, boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, yeah. And they also kind of cover themselves by like her never, like only treating it like, oh, what a sleazoid, in a, you know, in yeah. that like weird, vague 90s way. But she's also like taking some of the blame for that. Yeah. She's definitely just, that's when she has that line about like 15 minutes of fun for a lifetime of regret yes. or whatever. And then like, it's also kind of odd though, because part of me is like, oh, is this like the character like parroting her mother kind of a yeah, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like that lady's probably got some stories. <laughs> well, yeah. Similarly, I do mean, you know what I mean? I mean, Kelly, we've gotten a good amount of story here. And like, I can see the complicated nature of her. Like, she's got a lot of shit going on. Steve Sanders, at this point, if by the end of this season he doesn't either A, cure cancer, or B, so no. make dogs uh, live forever, yep. uh, I, I'm not going to be able to like carry all this <laughs> like, as a good guy, as a guy I'm supposed to be no, following. Yeah, like, I just can't do it. What are you talking about? There, there's Certain things come to light about Steve that give him sympathy, but I, I agree with you. It's not enough. Um, and we'll get there. I, I believe that happens this season. So whatever. They, they hook up. Um, Brendan and Branda... Brandon and Brenda go home, drive home, by the way. Congratulations, guys. Uh, and uh, they, they kind of pull in. I and mean, they're not drunk. They're just kind of tipsy. And here's the move. And they're like, oh, man, let's let's straighten up. Mom's definitely reading that book she's always reading when she's waiting up for us. And, the, and Brandon has the right move. He just goes, she, she's like, oh, how was the party? And he's like, um, zone. I'm going to hit the sack. Goes yep. right up to bed. You yep. need to keep six feet of distance, guys. It's <laughs> social distancing for pretending you're not drunk in front of your parents. You it's cannot for, get close. Absolutely, dude. But it's for everything like that. Have you been out smoking cigarettes? Mm -hmm. Oh, going to bed. <laughs> Have you been smoking weed? Whoop, going to bed. Cigarettes and weed, you need a, it's more than six feet. <laughs> There's a bit of a cloud around you. You need to be, uh, you know, a little bit more precautious. But we have a lot of, uh, uh, you know, young listeners that do need to know this stuff. No, what, ex exactly. No, and I'm just saying you don't want to do, young listeners, what uh, a, a Andrew your age once did, which was come home super stoned and be, and I think I've told this story in the air before, and seeing your father, like, sitting watching TV and having the thought, oh, you know what? If I just went to bed, he's going to think I'm stoned. Oh, no. So I'm going to sit down and watch this John Wayne movie with him <laughs> and pretend like everything's cool. And you cut to me 10 minutes later like, hey, Dad, so what's McHugh doing right here? <laughs> this stagecoach? Uh, you know, also, uh, you know, it does not assist you in your charade that uh, your father is a... 30 years on the job narcotics officer. Yeah, he, he knew it was up. Uh, oh, absolutely. But so Brenda makes the mistake. She's like, all right, good night, mom. And she gives her like a kiss on the cheek. And it's like, yep. th that's, and she's she immediately knows. Cindy goes upstairs and she's like, Jim, Brenda had alcohol on her breath. Dude, I Jim. love I love her gym right here because it's like like Eckhouse has fallen asleep to the television being on mm -hmm. and she stares. It's like I don't know. Carol Potter just gives this fucking uh, delivery of this, which is hilarious. She like stares at him like almost as if she's trying to wake him up by staring through his soul. And when that doesn't work, she just goes, Jim, like louder than she should, knowing she's trying to wake him up. Oh, it's great. And he's like semi hard because he's thinking about uh, uh, and the the hotel ironing board that he gets to look at later. <laughs> how many? Oh my god, twenty four hour room service. Wait, just 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 count off how many hangers there are to me slowly. <laughs> Do it slowly, please. 
I gotta be honest, Jim. I'm with you. I, I miss hotels quite a bit. <laughs> I miss them so bad. I miss them. I miss being on the road. I miss entertaining people. I miss, uh, I miss a whole lot of stuff. I miss pillow mints. <laughs> so uh, he's like, oh, we'll talk about it in the morning. The next day, they confront Brenda right before they're going to some tennis match or what the fuck they're going to do. and With matching sweaters, you fucking losers. Jesus. And uh, she's just like, you know, I had I had a sip of a drink, you know, sorry. And he, she, it's kind of amazing how Brenda gets away with this shit. She's just like, sorry, and like walks away. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, not in my house, man. She definitely uses the one lousy sip. Yes. Uh, and then they bring in Brandon and they're like, was Brenda drinking last night? And he's like, yeah, maybe she had a drink, but, you know, it's totally fun and cool. And uh, th- my, my favorite part is Jim Walsh goes up to him and he's like, and this, this epitomizes the brand, what Jim and Cindy think about Brenda, Brandon and Brenda. Because he goes up to him and he's like, well, we're going to be going away next weekend. And we want you to keep better tabs on your sister. I'm like, you fucking, <laughs> like, you hate this girl. And Brandon fucking walks hey, on water. Hey, Brandon, uh, we don't feel like being parents like at all. Uh, <laughs> could you do it for us, please? <laughs> You're the good one. Uh, and Brenda sees him and she's like, you owe me one because, you know, I, I, I didn't rat you out, blah, blah, blah. Even though he totally knocked on her a little bit more than he should have. Of uh, course. Like, well, it, it's a bummer because the move for him, it's, see, I don't know. He's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. If he says to them, I don't know, I, you know, I can't possibly keep track of her all night, mom That's and the dad. move. No, but it's not, though, because they can use that against him. Be like, what do you mean you weren't looking at your sister? What's the matter with you? Dude, if, if Brandon fucking says the sky is red, they're like, oh, it's a red sky. Oh, Brandon said so. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right there. He does have them wrapped around his fucking finger. Hmm. His tiny finger. They uh, <laughs> So they're going to go away. They do wind up just going away. And Brenda is like, hey, guys, uh, to Donna and Kelly. Like, she, No, she actually just kind of lets it slip. Like, oh, you know, my, my parents are going out of town this weekend. And everyone's like, Party line. Yep. And this is like, man, I'm proud to say I never had a party at my house when my parents went out of town, which also, frankly, did not happen that often. Mm. But, like, the whole notion of, like, well, you have to do this now, Brenda, like, is so fucking shitty. The way that they're like, well, I mean, if your parents aren't going to be there and it's a house with four (laughs) walls and a fucking roof, then it's party time, Brenda. Just assume that they're going to be drinking and smoking weed. It just matters how many people are with them. Exactly. Yep. Well, that's yep. the thing. I think Brenda wants to be like, yo, why don't uh, we'll rent some cool movies, smoke some pot, and just chill. You know, get get you know three get Steve Sanders here. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who do you think that Brenda would rather have at the party, Steve Sanders or David Silver? <sighs> I Does guess, she know who David Silver is? Probably not, but I guess I at this point in the show, I'd guess she'd rather Steve Sanders because David Silver is still a icky freshman. Meanwhile, sure, and she didn't hear everything about with the basketball episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she doesn't have all the information necessary <laughs> to make a decision. <laughs> he, uh, David Silver and Scott are just like creeping around because they wanted to go to the last party, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, they they overhear that they're having this party, and Scott. David goes to Scott, like, we have to go to this party, man. We're going to crash, kind of a thing. And yeah. it's a fun little freshman subplot kind of a thing. And uh, also, that's if 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 they did my idea of making this a two-parter, so I can see more of Jim and Cindy getting a gang fuck on at this <laughs> resort later, 
Mm. You could also then beef up this other thing. I would love to see like the planning shenanigans of David and Scott trying to like, oh man, what's the best way to get into this party, Scott? We got to yeah. use the school's technology lab computer to do some sort of computery thing. Like, I would love all that. Like nerds plotting to get into a party. It's one of the funnier parts of Can't Hardly Wait. Yes. The nerds trying to break into the party and all that. <sighs> Which shit. is like, not something I ever did in high school. I was always the guy. Everyone's like, oh, let's go do this, go do that, and I'm like. I don't know, guys. Street Fighter's not going to play itself. I mean, what are we... Uh... <laughs> I got a lot of work to do on this Street Fighter circuit. We've only watched Days and Confused uh, 79 times. Uh, oh. Maybe 80 will be the breaking point. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, kind of whatever. We got to... Um, Dylan is... Let's just cut to the party. Fuck it. Uh, but although uh, we do go to Palm Springs with Jim and Cindy. Yeah, we got to cover them once they get to this uh, room because it is. It's really something. Jim I mean, is fully hard. Yes. And he's Dude, like, this guy's had a boner since fuck. They pulled into the parking lot. <laughs> and I mean, he's like when he, they get up there, he is two minutes from saying, Cindy, you get ready for two minutes of missionary bliss. <laughs> oh, man. You don't think Jim uh, Jim Walsh is a uh, hey Cindy I didn't take it out for air kind of guy? <laughs> no, he doesn't think. strike me as such. He's not a, not a romantic in that way, Chris Cavan. Uh, he doesn't seem like a a, a a dom to me. I'll be honest with you. Well, there is the great so he Cindy. He, it's a hotel. We're supposed to do piss play. That's the point. <laughs> That's the great thing. You don't have to worry about it. It's not our bed, Cindy. <laughs> Cindy, you didn't bring any ropes. You didn't bring the sex swing. You didn't bring the lube. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> there is a great like he runs into this. He jumps out of this bed like he's fucking Kevin McAllister. Yes, it's so funny. And she's like, oh, how's the bed? And he's like, well, why don't you come here and fucking try it out yourself? <laughs> and she gets into bed. And then, dude, there is this straight fucking open mouth kissing yes. in this scene. Loved it. And then she gets up. She's super horny about hotel accoutrement as well. Of course. Because she gets out of bed and he's like, whoa, 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 where are you going? What about my boner? <laughs> and she's like, no, Jim, the do not disturb sign. And, like, runs to put it on no. the fucking door. No, 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 Jim. The, the air conditioner. It's programmable. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, temperature control. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. The but shower we... is different than mine. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my God. It's a rain shower. <laughs> we I mean, do. I'm, also... Again, I'm with you, Jim Walsh. Yeah, no, it's fucking. <laughs> Me I, being in yeah. a different shower in the year 2020, we'll see, but I'm really <laughs> hoping for it. <laughs> We meet also very important in this oh, scene. They're in their sexy shenanigans are interrupted by two of the rudest freaks I've ever <laughs> seen anywhere. Trudy and Bob from Houston, Texas. And it's an adjoining room situation. And I guess the door is broken or something because it must be. Get, it must be <laughs> fucking broken with the way that these two assholes keep getting into their room. Because I, 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 the first time, it's just like, oh, hey. Oh, they're, they're more like Southern. Like, oh, hey, y'all. How's it going? Oh, um, yeah. She is a fucking grotesque Southern uh, cartoon. Oh, hey, y'all. We just got done filming a John Waters movie in Baltimore. <laughs> we decided to come Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bob ate shit in the last one. <laughs> I mean, what else can I say? Divine is divine. 
Uh, uh, but they're like, oh, hey. Uh, he's like, oh, hey, Jim boy. I'm, I'm, I'm Bob from whatever part of the accounts. So I've been waiting to meet you, boy. And he's like, oh. oh I, th- I think they do actually use, uh, they say, Houston, the Houston office. Got it. Uh, you know that this couple remind me mo- uh, more of anything? That couple in Halloween 3, the, uh, the, the, yes! uh, the mm-hmm. salesman that gets, uh, that gets murdered with their, ki- their rotten kid. Yes, they. It's wow. That's very accurate. They are kind of the same piggish people. Um, so they're just like you know they're being friendly but too friendly. Uh, and then we'll just do these beats really one two three. It's great. yeah, that's fine. The next thing you see is they're they're like kind of you know that they kind of hung out t- together. They're like they're getting ready for a nice uh, dinner out and. They're like, oh, I, and Cindy's like, oh, you know, I feel bad about lying to Trudy and Bob that our table was full. No, you don't. No, you no, don't. No, you don't at all. Are you fucking serious, Cindy? Just Come on. Stop lying to me and stop lying to yourself, Cindy. <laughs> Get your shit together. You don't wanna, fucking care about these people. I want to say, though, what what kind of evening do they have planned? Is this something with regard to the seminar or whatever? Because they are in black tie. Like, James Eckhouse yeah. is wearing a tuxedo. Uh Cindy Potter has, uh, or uh, what's Carol Potter Carol has, Potter, like yeah. uh, this like very sleek black dress on. Yeah, like the they look like they are thing. really going out somewhere. But then these fucking assholes come in the middle door again, and the, I, I, Jim even says, "I thought we had that fixed." And I'm like, "Dude, you've got to call management and switch rooms. That's it. Yeah, That's absolutely. all that has to happen." Uh, because they're like, "Oh, hey, y'all! It looks like you're going out. You want to have some hors d'oeuvres with us?" I'm like, "Fuck you! No, I do not." She also, I think this is where Trudy is like, oh, hey, y'all, we had so much fun hanging out with you today. We can't wait. I just said to Bob immediately after this conference, we want to visit y'all in Beverly Hills. And I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, after this, I'm going to Antarctica for six years. Yeah, the, the kids moved us to Philadelphia while we were gone. <laughs> What's that? The house burned down. Gotta go, guys. Oh man, fake it's call, fake fucking call. something. But then the third act of this little part, and this is the part you really want, is they sneak off to the hot tub, and they're just like, "Oh, this is what I wanted." You know, just some alone time, getting away from Bob and Trudy, and I think even Cindy's like, "I felt, I felt bad about sneaking out on them again, or whatever bullshit." You, you and your fucking Catholic guilt, Cindy. I know. At the fucking door. You got to stop this shit, dude. You're about to have a three-way with your husband and his chest hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, James Eckhouse in topless in this this mm-hmm. fucking tub it is something else it's glorious dude it is just straight up glorious there's no other way to describe it i feel like teen wolf had more skin showing <laughs> well well james you take the front i'll take the back <laughs> wait no is this his chest here yeah having a threesome with his got it got it jim jim don't you dare put that razor near me <laughs> don't you do it i'll come back much stronger <laughs> Jim, I think she's thinking about Glenn, Jim. Oh, she's putting <laughs> her, her her fingers in me. Oh. oh. Oh, hey, Jim, is that Trudy over there? Oh, what, you don't care? Well, maybe I do, Jim. No. Maybe I want a little Trudy action. No, Jim, I will not talk to the pubes. <laughs> they're angry and they're pissed off and you always buzz them. <laughs> it's gone. Um, I'm not top of that, but so uh, Bob and Trudy show up in towel or in robes, and they're like, "Oh, we found you! Can't believe you guys slipped away from us, you naughty naughties!" And she says the word like, "Oh," and then they're like, "Oh, we were just getting out of the tub, uh, bye bye." Which is the move anytime like you're in a hot tub 
at a hotel or a resort or whatever, and somebody else, and not for a threesome, but just to use the hot tub, like, I'm getting up, I'm gone. That's, yep. the, that's always the move. Yeah. And you know if you're that person, you're doing that on purpose, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're removing someone from a hot tub by, by joining them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like the, and that's that's like that is hot tub culture in a way <laughs> where it's like the it's like the unwritten law yeah. of hot tubs. Also, in this instance, I'm sorry, but again, the instant fail safe, the perfect ejector seat. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, you're in a hot tub. Five words. I have to take a shit. Six words. <laughs> the golden Six answer. Words. The golden just, answer at all like, times. I'm, I'm sorry, Bob and Trudy. There's absolutely no way I can take a shit in this hot tub. <laughs> and Cindy's like, yep, I got to go watch him. <laughs> That's what I do. I love scat. Good night. I take notes. <laughs> oh, God. But they're, they're like, oh, we're, we were just leaving. Oh, no, you weren't. And she says, uh, I was waiting to play ducky, ducky, goosey, goosey with you all night, Jim. And, and he's like, wait, what? And they take their towels off, and, uh, you know, you see their legs, and Cindy very pointedly says, they're not wearing bathing suits. It's like, yeah, obviously. Thank yeah, we, we, uh, we saw that coming, Cindy. Thank you I very mean, we, much. And we cut. Uh, and, you know, they, they fuck, obviously, the four of them. My, my question, <laughs> I asked this to Andrew off air. Chris, what do you think their end game is here? Is it sw- full-on switching Swinging? Are we looking for an orgy? What's going on? Um, I would think it is a switcheroo because she calls Jim out specifically. Yeah, she's she's got. She, that she seems like she has out. a hunger for James specifically, which I I I, I don't understand. But uh, you know, hey, but then, then poor Carol the, Potter has to fuck Bob. Yeah, that's dude, a and Bob who looks like fucking Butterball the Cenobite. <laughs> Mixed with the dude who gets uh, hit by the car in office space. I mean, he's the Simpsons Texan. <laughs> All you need to know about Bob is he went on to famously play Jerry Falwell in uh, The People vs. Larry Flint. That's what you need to know about Bob, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The key problem with this is that they had hope. See, <laughs> if you see those two walking around, because they see them first. Yeah. And, and they're like, oh, maybe they won't see us. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what's going to happen. Get out now. And you have a good reason for leaving. And also, but, you, you got to put put fucking water on this fire immediately. Once they're like, "Oh, hey, y'all, no, uh, sorry, we're 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 just, no, that's great. Uh, we're not gonna hang out with you. Bye. Good night." Good it night. all starts from when they barged because the the gag both times with the uh, hotel room door is Jim and Cindy are about to get intimate, and the second they start kissing or necking or whatever, they fucking burst through the door because the first time is when they're on the bed. They're about to get it on. Cindy goes to put the DND sign on the door and they fucking walk in. And then the second time is when they're in the tuxes or he's in the tux. She's in the, the nice dress and she starts like kissing his neck. And that's when they come in again. They're like, oh, we've got Dom Perignon. The vintage is 1985. Yeah. Y'all, let's fucking do it. Right. Like both of those times, you just have to be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You cannot just walk into this hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so you uh, can't do that. Sorry. Oh, that, I, I have a call from uh, my son, Brandon. He's going to tell me about the shit he's taking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of uh, an awkward, humorous subplot. But the real plot is the party that's going on. By the way, Brandon, uh, previously, uh, Andrea had come up to him and was like, hey, Brandon, what are you doing? It's Friday night. I've got these theater tickets. And he's like, I would never do that with you. <laughs> and, and she, But he's like, oh, you know, but I'm having this party. You can, it's more Brenda's thing, but you can come along if you want. And she's like, oh my God. Okay. So if I take the number 12 bus from the theater, oh transfer, a transfer at Melrose, it'll only take me 
four and a half hours to get to his house. Okay, okay. Ah, shit, that's not going to work. It's going to take too long. Okay, I will take all of my grandmother's grocery money for next week (laughs) and spend it on a cab to get from the theater to the Walsh house. I can do that. That's too cold-hearted. I couldn't do that. No, what I'll do is I'll go there, and then I'll sleep on the street. That's what I'll do. I'll sleep on the street overnight, and then uh, maybe the next morning, Brendan will bless me with a ride. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, I can't Hey, Andrew, what's that tent for? Nothing. Oh, jeez. I uh, I couldn't figure out what exactly she was asking him to go to because yes. the first, the way she starts it off first is she's like, "Hey, Brendan, now you got me doing a cabin. Hey, Brandon, I have two tickets to those New York. There's a New York comedy show that's yes. playing in town on tour or whatever." And I was like, "What? Like a fucking improv show? Like what are you talking?" And then she's like. Later, she like later in that very same conversation, she refers to them as she's like, "I have theater tickets," yeah. and I was like, "Well, which which is it?" I think it's the, a, a New York comedy, like a Broadway comedy. Okay, yeah. okay, it's it's, it, just poorly, that, it's poorly written. Did, did Larry Cohen fucking copyright Broadway? Also, <laughs> I've been working on it for years. Sadly, a man in the 1830s got it first, but uh, I, I, I'm optimistic. <laughs> Oh, sure, Brandon. I'll go to your house. Um, I just need... Uh, if I start walking now, I can get there, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're still at school. She's got, like, she got, like, dirt all over when they get there. Hey, Andrea. Oh, excuse me, Andrea. I can't believe it. I didn't tell you. It's not a costume party, but it's pretty cool. You came as Pigpen from the Peanuts. <laughs> Hey, Brandon, Brandon, so nice to see you. Could I take a shower? And do you have clothes that would fit me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just walked on the freeway. It's me, Andrea Zuckerman, walking on the freeway. Um, so whatever. I'm actually surprised they didn't give her the old, like a Norm Peterson-esque version of the traditional Andrea Zuckerman announcement where the, she comes in the front fucking door and the whole party stops and goes, Andrea Zuckerman? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Everyone jumps on chairs. Ew! Um, I do love that they're preparing for this party, Brandon and Brenda are, and he's putting out these, he's putting out snacks, and he's got like this half bag of shit-ass pretzels, and he's like, should I just put out the whole bag? Like, yes, of course you should! What are you yep. gonna roll that shit up and have 19 pretzels left? Totally, you can have fucking 19 stale rolls gold pretzels <laughs> yeah, for you, Brandon. No, 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 Brenda. We gotta, you know, we gotta we gotta save. We'll need like five pretzels out. <laughs> and we keep the rest for ourselves. Uh so he uh but then like, oh, he's like, How many people do you invite? Uh Brandon's like, ah, oh, four or five. And she's like, Yeah, I invited like nine or ten, so that's not too bad. Smash cut. Oops, a million people are there. It's a huge fucking house party, right? We're having the, fun. The problem here is that she says, just to clarify, Brandon yeah. didn't invite anybody. Oh, that's right. Brenda says that she invited like six people and then says Kelly invited 16. <laughs> that's the problem. Yes. Kelly Taylor is not throwing this party. Exactly. I understand that Kelly Taylor is your source to the pulse of the social world of West Beverly High. Mm. But it's not her fucking house, man. Yeah, but Listen. you can't you can't get the strictly A list uh, 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 people there without Kelly Taylor. You're right. It would just be Andrea and fucking Scott coming over to play Pictionary, I guess. <laughs> Which sounds delightful if you've got weed. 
<laughs> a lot of things are delightful if you have weed. Listen, I my thing with Kelly Taylor is I gave her a lot of latitude. It's always the fucking second act of uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf at her house. And you yep. know yep. what, guys? Let that lady have her life. No, I understand, dude. And in this episode specifically, because she says it twice, uh, once to, I think, uh, once to Steve Sanders, I think, and once to Brenda, or maybe both times to Brenda, where, oh, yeah, I think it is both times to Brenda, because she's like, Kelly, your mom drinks. Why would you drink? Or something like that. And her line, very troublesome line, she's like, uh, Brenda, my mother drinks. I sip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that is the first step towards trouble town, friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a couple of months, you're going to be in the same Iceman cometh scenario <laughs> as your mother. <laughs> uh, you'll be talking about how all your mistakes were just the way to get here, or whatever the fuck she says in that episode. <laughs> So uh, it's a huge party. Uh, Steve's making fucking, oh, it looks like, I don't even know. It's this disgusting punch situation. Ugh, yeah, I don't know, man. This looks like Kool-Aid with a whole lot of, like, dark rum in it. Mm-hmm. Very disgusting. And, the, and and Brandon's just full-on drinking. I think uh, Brendan, it's important to say Brandon and Brenda made a pact that they wouldn't drink at this party because they wanted to keep things under wraps. Brandon, of course, starts to drink because he likes it now. And that's kind of the thing. He's kind of going overboard. Dylan shows up uh, in an amazing... All right, question. Because Dylan shows up wearing this amazing silver shirt that looks like he's in fucking Space Mutiny, which I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And David shows up again with that fucking killer New Order shirt. I know I should be wearing the New Order shirt more than the silver shirt, but I kind of want them both. Uh... Are you asking which one you should buy today? No, I think... (laughs) Which one one you guys would rather have. Oh. W- would rather see you wear? Oh, no, you, for for you to have. Oh, uh, I would go with that cool silver shirt. <laughs> yeah, New, just go for it. New order T-shirt all the way. That's vintage shit, man. Yeah, it's true. That's it's like four hundred bucks on eBay. That looks yeah. like a, that might have been Brotherhood. I don't know what album it's on, but man, <laughs> it's not. It uh, you know, it looks really cool. I just would say that just for me personally, I like New Order quite a bit, but. I don't think I like them enough to wear a T-shirt. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I feel like, in a way, I'd be faking the funk a little bit. You don't want to look. You don't want to call you a poser. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. No. You can't do that. Then I'd have to start drinking. I mean, in the '90s, that was a death sentence right there. <laughs> for your social, for your social scene, you were that was a, if you were a poser, you were dead. Uh, I do also. So when Dave, you're talking about David Silver's yeah. T-shirt here, so I get so David and Scott walk in successfully crash the party. Scott, my favorite line of the episode. Scott gave me, dude, it was such a legitimate fucking chortle. He's like, it's the same people that ignore me at school. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here, Scott, you loser. (laughs) It's so bad, man. I I love it. I really wonder if I didn't know Scott's fate, if I would be like seeing where they're going with him, like, because he's always like kind of forgotten or a wet blanket. Yes. And he's always like really weak. And I'm like, oh no, oh, buddy. It's so weird because like he never like what were they thinking with this character? They never they never even give him a thing. It's never like, okay, Brandon and Brenda are doing this, and this week Scott tries out for the track team, or Scott wins yeah. the science fair. So aside from, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's not even the the a plot of his own fucking death <laughs> episode. I don't know. But I mean, so there's never like a Scott centric storyline in the second season. The friction between David and Scott starts to happen, and that becomes kind of a thing. Okay, which leads to his untimely demise. But like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's never like. And then Scott. Does, I mean, maybe I'm missing a, a, a season one up that I don't remember where Scott does anything. But like, I think an answer to that problem would have been like, so you know, they they have there's like an equivalent 
more or less an equivalent uh, character um, represented in each gender, yeah. right? So, like, Andrea yeah, is true. the nerd girl. Mm-hmm. Scott should have been... They should have leaned more into Scott is, like, an openly nerd guy. Yes. Then, like, you know, just due to the way you write these things, like, they could get together at some point. Like, that, that's a thing. That would make sense. And again, like, yeah, he was... Because he's just kind of geeky and awkward, and it's uncomfortable to look at. It would be... Well, you could even pick up the... Ro- what's that girl that had a crush on Brandon that then oh, the, start the, talk to him? Oh, the little... Ha- the, the freshman girl, yeah. You see something like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just have her come back. Like, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. Like, he gets a little, like, uh, acknowledgement from a pretty girl. And then maybe episode, David yeah. gets jealous or whatever. You know, yeah, that's, a, sure. that's an episode. Sure. A Millhouse uh, Bart situation. Exactly. Oh, and it would be fucking awesome, dude. What happens is they get in a massive fight in the radio station booth, and uh-oh, they are on the air. <laughs> yeah, that sort of happens a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I think at least once. Um, Excellent. And whatever, uh, so they wind up. Uh, Brandon's getting wasted. Dylan is clearly uncomfortable. The cops show up. Uh, you know, Dylan and Brenda have to. Brenda's like, "I'll take care of it." And he goes, "Don't have a cow, man!" And I want to throw up. Yeah, that sucked. Um, and you know, he, Dylan's like, "Dude, if they fucking if they smell you, they're gonna they're gonna bust this party out." Let let me let me and Brenda handle it. And they do. They just are like, "Oh yeah, we're just like." I, I do like uh, Dylan says. Sorry, you know, my cousin here just, it's her birthday and all. She wanted me to pump up the volume a little bit. Yep. And, you know, it's just a reminder, man, you know, again, for the younger audience out there, you always want the chill person at the party that will be able to talk to the police Mm -hmm. if there is a noise complaint. But, But your chill person can't also be your resident stoner. (laughs) <laughs> this is a tricky one. You have to have somebody there yes. who's not going to have a smell around them and can also be cool. I don't think that Dylan, uh, Dylan's been hit a spliff just yet. You think so? No, he's just giving a tip to the to the kids. To the kids. To the kids. Oh, oh, I thought you. I thought you were criticizing Dylan. No, no. no. You, you think of a chill person. You think of the stoner first and foremost. But they're mm. going to have the red eyes. They're going to have the smell. It's yeah, like, you don't. You don't need fucking shaggy dude talking to the police department. I do. Now I'm just remembering one time a buddy of mine was literally face down in the street drunk and a cop was hassling us and asking us what's up and like ah oh, what's his problem and my friend is like ah he's just showing off i don't worry about it <laughs> fair enough <laughs> exactly all right. Uh, all right showboat no so whatever um showboat yada 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 the cops go away uh steve uh, andrea shows up and brandon asks her to oh. dance uh and like she's totally like she's he offers her the drinks like, oh, my God, this is the worst drink I ever had in my life. You know, so Andrea's a little c- cool. She's not immediately like, oh, my God, there's drinking at this party kind of a and thing. Yes, thank you for bringing that up because I really appreciated that they did not make her a stuck-up teetotaler in that way. Because yes. it's like, listen, guys, this character profile can only take so much. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? You got to give her fucking something. She took eight buses to get here and ten bu- buses to get back. Yeah, and she just watched. She got fucking grifted on some bad improv show or some <laughs> shit. I was genuinely waiting for when when Brandon says, "Do you want to dance?" I wanted like all the noise to fade out in the back, <laughs> and her just to stare at him and say, "What? What did you say? <laughs> Would you like to dance?" 
a synth score. Kiss me <laughs> under oh. the wax. Oh, yeah, dude. Totally. A little sixpence nun comes on. I oh, like yeah. it. Yeah, dude. Uh, they, maybe it happened, but oh, no, it was too early. Uh, so they're dancing. He kisses her awkwardly. Oh. And she kind of is like, whoa, hold on. And he's like, what? I'm just dancing, having a good time. And she's like, listen. You know, and she's obviously like into it, but like understands. Like, I don't want you to. She even says something, something to the effect of like, "You're only kissing me because you're drunk." And he's like, "Whatever, man. I'm trying to have a good time." Yeah, it's like, and she's, you're right, Andrea. And you know, and he's like, "Oh, you lost, baby." Yeah, it's like, oh, poor fucking Andrea. And then she's like, "Well, I'm leaving." Uh, do you know if the twelve bus run? Uh, that's a mile away runs now or <laughs> Brenda, do you have a sleeping bag anywhere around here? <laughs> oh my god. Hey uh Brenda, listen, I know that your parents are out of town. I'm not gonna touch the bed. I will sleep on the floor of their bedroom. <laughs> I will sleep on your mother's hope chest. I know this is a long stretch. Did you used to have a dog and have a bed for it and didn't get rid of the bed when the dog died? Because I would take that as well. I Brenda, I will sleep in a dog's bed. I live 19 miles away, and it's midnight. I have no idea what to do. Um, Los Angeles has almost no public transportation, Brenda. I am desperate. I do. I don't want to get away from it. There's a, another throwaway, fucking hilarious Scott and David exchange that happens right here uh, because David spies Kelly Taylor from across the way and has some line because he's he's he's. It's already been announced, you know, that he's got a crush on her. Sure. Uh, you know, that we had that nice moment a couple weeks ago where he gives the videotape of the fashion show over to her and so on. Uh, but he's like, oh, Scott, look, there's Kelly Taylor. Like, oh, my God, doesn't she look like Christy Turlington? Christy Brinkley. Oh, Christy Brinkley, yeah, excuse me. And then Scott goes, yeah, but you're no Billy Joel. <laughs> and I was like, wait, like fucking Darth Vader Billy Joel? What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, but actually, at this point, the, the Stephen Kelly thing kind of comes to a head. He's like, "Hey, you want a drink?" She's like, "No, I don't want a drink. You, you want me to fuck you in the?" She's like, "I don't want whatever happened last weekend to happen again and again." I'm like, "What happened last weekend?" Yeah. Uh, but she's like, really, you know, pissed off at him, and to get back at him and make him jealous, or just to, to make him feel like shit. She goes to dance with David Silver, and he's as hard as a rock the entire time. Yeah. And thank God this kid did not wear sweatpants to the party. That's all I have to <laughs> yeah. say. Also, though, really quickly, another Scott thing. I'm just going through my Scott notes here. In that same exchange, after he says, you're no Billy Joel, he, God damn, this kid sucks. He's basically telling David that he wants to go home. He's like, he's like David, we can only stay for so long because I want to make it home in time for the creature feature. That's <laughs> oh, and I was like, that? dude, Scott, you are so helpless, dude. You are so helpless. Sorry, Team Scott. Like honestly, <laughs> yeah, that's I, this would be me at a party. Like, oh guys, uh, that that VHS of Heat isn't gonna watch itself. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd be drinking. Hey, hey David, <laughs> why don't why don't we steal a bottle or two and then we go watch the creature feature? <laughs> well, see, okay, that's a good compromise, yeah. Chris Cabin. I actually remember we did this a couple times at purchase. We'd walk into a house party that wasn't ours and fucking take a bunch of booze and leave. That's that's the move. Um... <laughs> I do love, uh, so while he's dancing, and this is a, a David flaw, because he's a good dancer, and it's great. And, even, and this is a problem I never had, but I feel like you know, and this isn't a fragile masculinity thing, but I, I feel like 
for any gender, you never want to outdance your dance partner this much. You know no, what I mean? Like you want to no, kind of no. keep in the range. You are you're totally correct, but there's also another issue at play here. Mm -hmm. And that is Kelly compliments yes. him on his dancing. And unfortunately, he rides that high a little too quickly and the dancing gets more outrageous. And that's when he fucking steps well, on her foot. I can explain that is that he came and he was trying to shake the cum out of his pants. <laughs> Come on. And therefore he just got out of control. Kevin, I mean, I don't know, man, but are you shaking cum out of your pants? What, what is the viscosity not, there? Not, to, not today. You dropping pellets, pal, or what? Totally. What is going on, dude? You got fucking dipping dots coming out of there? Look, he he's in an emergency. He doesn't know what to do. What, is he just you just you fucking keep it as is until you go home or can go to the bathroom. You I, I think that's asking a little too much of David. He's got his dream girl here. I mean, I guess so. I've also never accidentally orgasmed in my <laughs> pants. So I do. Uh, you know for a fact when they're watching the creature feature later, uh, David excuses himself to go to the bathroom, and then it's like, "You're such a good dancer. You're, you're such a good dancer. You're, you're such a good dancer. I'm Absolutely, a good dancer." Because <laughs> he fucking knows that his good best buddy in the world, Scott, will be glued to Return <laughs> of the Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> he oh can my go gosh, the other room and is, psych himself up. This is so scary. David, you're missing the scary part. <laughs> David, David, the leopard man is on. <laughs> oh my God. It's 67 minutes of atmospheric terror, David. <laughs> You're such a good dancer. I'm such a good dancer. Uh, so, uh, whatever. Um, they're getting drunk. Um, they run out of booze, and it turns into the fucking end of Donnie Darko because we yeah. gotta go get we gotta get more booze. Which again, like, and he, at this point, even Dylan goes up to Brenda's like, "Hey, man, maybe you want to drink some coffee? You want to chill out a little bit?" He's like, "No, I'm okay." And it's like, and Brenda's like, "You know, I'm giving this party another hour, and then we're calling it." But he's like, "We're getting more booze." So Steve, him, and the other guy take two cars, which is crazy. Well, yeah. it's so fucking dumb because mm -hmm. they're not. They're not trying to uh, go use a fake ID. Steve is very much like, I'm going to go to my house and steal a bunch of my parents' alcohol, my mother's alcohol, because mm -hmm. that's the whole, like, rich kid thing. Like, yes. Donna says the same thing of, like, drink whatever you want. They're not going to notice. Yeah. Should I get a half pound of cocaine or a quarter <laughs> pound? Ah, quarter st pound. staring at his mom's closet. <laughs> Uh, but then they're like, all right, like <laughs> Steve's like, all right, Brandon, me and other guy here are going to go to my house and steal my mom's liquor. You're going to go to the store and get a bunch of munchies. Oh, the munchies. <laughs> Dude. And I mean, like drunk driving is stupid no matter what. It's yep. it's, it's totally uh, indefensible behavior. Dumb as donkey dick, dude. But the but dumbest thing is to, is to fucking kill someone because you were trying to get fucking munchies, you idiot. Dude, and I gotta say, there's another thing here that I had real issue with. Um, as much as I love this character, and I'm still loving him after this mistake. Everybody makes mistakes, you guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, but the beef I have here in this scene is the, the way this scene starts is, Steve, what you mentioned, it's Brenda and Dylan outside, and she's talking about, like, you know, oh, I gotta get people out of here, and they're trying to figure out, like, what time they're gonna do it, and Dylan kind of has this playful line of, like, I'll do it for a fee, ha, 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 yeah. girlfriend, or whatever. Yeah, sure. And they see the both of them pull out the driveway right here. Oh, right. A yeah. And I was expecting Dylan 
you know, and Brenda, for Christ's sakes, yeah. to like run out, be like, whoa, 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 what is going on here? Exactly. And I, I was preparing myself for a scene where we're going to argue with a drunk person to not drunk, drunk drive. And instead, it's like, hey, is that Brandon? Yeah. Where's he going? And, and I, I mean, you know, obviously Brandon is fully responsible for everything, but like, yeah. you see that shit going down, man. You got to, you, you got to fucking run down the driveway. Well, Absolutely. And it's not like Brandon is holding this in. He has, he's acting. This is where maybe Jason Priestley's acting maybe finds its boundaries because it looks he's acting like a guy who says he got drunk on Pepsi. <laughs> yes, he's yeah. like way overacting, like way overdoing. And like even when he's drunk driving, it's like he's John McClane getting through Central Park. Well, it's this not is like the thing. he's trying to like like focus or anything like that. He's just a maniac. The stunt driving in this scene is a little outrageous. <laughs> it's it's stunt driving. So we we should start wrapping this up. Yes. This up. But he he runs into a truck and t-bones a truck. Yeah, he t-bones a truck. Um, and it's 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 huge. Um, he goes to jail. Uh, Jim and Cindy in the middle of the night. The, my favorite line of the episode actually is they're like in the bed not having sex, and she's yep. like, "You want to try again?" And he's like, "I can't." Every time I close my eyes, I see Trudy. It's kind of a weird, weird way to put that. But then they get a phone call uh, that Brandon was in a car accident. It's Brenda calling from a police station that Brandon was in a car accident. He's okay, but he's actually been arrested. So yep. they they go, and again, Brandon kind of gets it off light here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I mean, like he's he's in the he's, he's full on you know in in a cell, freaking out a little bit. You know, and obviously Jim and Cindy are just happy that he's okay, so they give him a huge hug and all that stuff. But only and no no tongue lashing yet. When we go back home and you see the party and the house is a wreck, they start yelling right at Brenda. Is is isn't it amazing? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. I mean, you know, part of that you can say is like they're just relieved that their kid, kid is alive. Sure. You know, because Cindy does have some line about like, oh, I'm so scared, blah, 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 blah. And Jim is like, you know, a parent's worst nightmare is, you know, having to like outlive their kid and yeah. identify their kid or whatever it is. Yeah. And he's trying to say, like, hey, look. It sucks. Brandon is okay. You know, we can go from there. Like, that's where they're starting out from. But I feel like a tongue lashing would happen, like, in the car yes. on the way home. But, that's... but they turn on a dime <laughs> once she sees Brenda cleaning that wine stain off the floor. Well, they don't give you any sense that that's what's going to happen in the car. Like, yeah. I, it, he, no, like, no, they, they definitely they, don't. They give him a warm hug, and they're like, oh, God, Brendan, you know, oh, God, fucking damn it, I love you so much. I fucking hate Brenda, but I fucking love you so much. Uh, we're going to work through this, okay? Once I get home, I'm going to yell the shit out of Brenda. But, like, I hope you're okay, baby. I hope you're okay. <laughs> and that's what they do. They're screaming at her about, like, oh, how are we ever supposed to trust you kids again? And this one brandon kind of breaks down he's like you know i and he, and this is, he's like you know like i this guy spiked my drink tonight i didn't know what i was doing and blah 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 blah. and brenda's like oh, he lied and which is horseshit because later on she confronts him she's like why did you lie to mom and dad i'm like yeah that's of course you do that you, you're trying to get out of any trouble you can you know like whatever yeah no exactly there i mean the problem though is like you expect a show like this to then have that come to light and yes. it's like oh you know you lied about that to us kind of a thing um it doesn't i think only for the sake of the fact that it's a 46 minute television show sure Other and you, you, you gotta end it at some point uh speaking of ending it whatever uh <laughs> yeah we're running long here today uh and you know uh brandon and dylan brandon's working at the peach pit like you know they suspended my license uh blah 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 everything. I, you know right now i'm so pissed off at my parents because they they, they hold me to this crazy standard. I want to go get drunk just to show them that I can. I got just the place, man. And they go back to school. 
and there is an AA meeting in the school of 14. Yeah, and the whole thing, you know, you can see Brandon being like, he's not saying anything, but he's like, what am I doing here? Why did Dylan bring me here? And the group of people are going around doing I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see Luke Perry say, my name is Dylan and I'm an alcoholic. And you see Brandon's like head explode. Yeah. So but uh, here's, here's my question. With the, this group, are they all going to Beverly High? It's a great. Well, I mean, like because it, if so, then there's no anonymous about it. Everybody <laughs> yeah, knows everybody. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I will say it doesn't look like a lot of the people participating in this meeting are high school kids. But then again, none of the high school kids on the show <laughs> exactly. look like high school kids, so I don't know what to believe. Yeah, yeah. they all look freshman college, so I think they're fucking from Beverly. Yeah, and also it's possible where. Uh, I mean, AA meetings just happen in all sorts of places. You know what I mean? It, it, not necessarily everyone's going to that high school. Sure. It's just coming from wherever. Right. But it, it is odd. And again, like with this show, always you're like, is that kid supposed to be 19 or 48? Like, is it? Because yep. he could play either. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of it. Uh, Dylan drops Brandon off. They have a moment. And, you know, it's just sort of like. And br- I, I misremembered this episode. I always thought that Brandon thinks he's an alcoholic because of this happened and go- starts going to meetings. No, he just sort of learns, like, okay, I got to watch myself here, yada, yada. Right, right. Just like Dylan is giving him uh, a wake-up call. The question I have, though, is the scene where it's Brandon is cleaning up, like, closing the peach pit. And I promise this won't take long. But it's, like, after hours, whatever. And I love that Dylan walks out of the back of the peach pit. Mm-hmm. Like, to announce himself. So he's coming through the back door, walked through the kitchen, and now he's here. But another question, though, like, where is Nat? Uh, he didn't get paid because he's an extra. So they were like, or a, a guest star. And they're like, ah, we spent too much money on Bob and Trudy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those situations where it doesn't quite make sense. Because I'm like, I don't know that you'd necessarily be trusted just yet to close the place yourself. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It's just weird you don't see Joe E. Tata around. I mean, I think Dylan dropped off, you know, his weekly skag <laughs> and the gnats in back having fun and now oh, he comes sure. back right through he's getting another one of them there deep tissue massages i think mm. this was the vital importance thing from uh last week that uh, uh dylan's dad had yes. is oh, a skag sure. deal gone wrong <laughs> got it God. i do yeah i mean i feel like every week joe itata showed up to the to the lot like with a hat in hand wearing like coveralls like he's an oaky like you got anything for me this week you kids going to the peach pit this week or what <laughs> uh, no okay i can't help you this week joe come back next week come back we'll, we'll get you something next week why don't but we- i read i read the script you're going to my character's restaurant <laughs> no, you know what you know here joe uh, here's five bucks why don't you get yourself a meal <laughs> Great story idea. The kids learn how to clean a restaurant. <laughs> I can't help you this week, Joe. Okay? I got nothing for you. We do have a. We sweet- gave, I'm sorry, Joe. We gave all your, your lines to Donna. Donna's running the peach pit. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> do any of them take over the peach pit, or is it just Tiffany Thiessen later? Tiffany Thiessen shows up and has a stake in the peach. Maybe I feel like. Dylan might buy it at some point. I don't remember. Mm, I don't remember okay. the finances uh, of that sinking ship. Um, gotcha. So that I mean, the last line is Brandon comes home from the AA meeting and it's Jim Walsh and he's like, you know, Dad. He does actually say like, I, I lied about uh, how much I had to drink that night. He's like, yeah, I figured. And he's like, how'd you know? He's like, well, I was your age too once. And it's like, well, I guess you'll. He's like, and you'll live to make you'll live to make it to my age or something like that. And it's a right. nice father. It's, it's, it's a nice exchange. It is. It is. Yeah. 
And that's our episode this week. You know, we did it all. We did it all for the nookie. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Limp Bizkit, Rimp, Rimp Diskit, I believe it was called. Uh, that's it. Uh, Christopher Cabin, any uh, parting shots or, uh, uh, you know, are you still excited to follow this gang of kids through their crazy life? You know, I am. This episode, as you guys said, uh, is very full and it felt like a full episode of television. Uh, I, I I found it's uh, a messaging about uh, drug driving a little muddled, but because uh, <laughs> sure. he does it in the first thing and nothing happens and he's fine. Yep. Uh, but um you know, I, I'm really glad I wasn't on last week's episode because I watched about 30 minutes of it. And again, as I said, I almost died. Yeah, you would have <laughs> dropped dead on the air. There's a lot of Jim Walsh acting like an asshole. So, um, <laughs> but if there's less of that going forward, I'm really excited. Uh, Andrew, what are you? What are you? What are you feeling there? This was a super solid episode of this show. It it hits all the right notes of like a message thing, with again not being too preachy about stuff like it makes it so that it feels uh like it's natural to the progression of the episode um and you're also able to you know glean a little bit of learning from it uh which i thought was really great i love the fact that you know it's a party scene so it's a great opportunity to bring all of your characters into one setting yeah uh and you're using everybody really nicely um i totally i totally dug this episode and you know i'm just i'm finding myself more and more falling in love with Beverly Hills 90210. And you'll be excited. Next week, uh, we we, got, we found a little something for Joey. Ta- come on. Come on, Joe. Just come on the truck. We got something for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The good coats are in the back, Joey Tata. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is what, uh, not my, one of my favorite episodes. It's just one of those, it's one of the more memorable ones, especially the fucking hot tub scene. <laughs> yes. It is an episode where literally everybody has something to do, and I really appreciate that, except for Scott, because he never has anything to do but die. Uh, that is going to do it for this week. Uh, we've got a ton of great stuff coming this week. Actually, on the main feed, you uh, tomorrow we are not doing any more fucking Pirates movies ever again. Nope. Question Absolutely mark. not. Uh, we uh, recorded an episode on 2002 Scooby-Doo, and it is fucking 2002-tastic. Uh, so you'll really enjoy that. Uh, we also, on Patreon last Friday, we dropped uh, No Country for Old Men uh, on our We Love Movies feed ton of great stuff on that feed and ton of great stuff on our feed uh and just a reminder you know anything check out that merch store uh you you it, all the yes. money's going to go to great causes if you can so Absolutely. uh until next until thursday when i'll be back we'll be talking about melrose place i have been steven sadak andrew jubin chris gabin take it easy and remain indoors <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.